awesome, man. Oh my gosh. Love Power Excel, man. We just got our air fryer, what, like a month ago? A couple of months ago. After our other one went kaput, and we're it's on. like, oh, it's good to air fry again. We're on our third air fryer. Yeah. You know, they say one day you're young and, and adventurous, and next thing you know, you're, you're buying an air fryer. Hell yeah, man. That's no, that's that's <laughs> very true. It's I do the agree. Club I want no no regret. too. Hell yeah. Air fryer for life. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, so what's up, everybody? Welcome to Hypothetical Comedy, the podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina. And I'm Athena Rodriguez. And we are here with stand-up comedian Danny Bazongas, or as I like to call him, B to the Z. B to the Z. I don't like that. I just made that up. What's up, Danny? How you doing? Hey, how are you, Sam? I always say Danny. I always say, like, I have you on my other podcast a couple times. I'm always like, what's up, Danny? But in reality, I never call you that. I always call you Bazongas. True. Right. Well, let's start all over. What's up, Bazongas? What's up, Sam? Get those Bazongas out of my face. Fucking Sam Medina. <laughs> I'm just kidding. How's it going, man? How's life going? Oh, uh, life's uh, pretty good, man. I gotta say. Just uh, what did we do today? I forget what I did today. Yeah, we had to, we went to the <laughs> casino again today. Um, because they always like give you free shit to come down and spend money, so your shit was never free anyway. Right. Dang. <laughs> That's how they get you. Well, yeah. They're like, hey, come get this uh, free bowl mixing. Here's a mixing bowl. Uh, you know, well, I, I think I can go, in it. You can go to uh, you know Dollar General and get that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, this one's free. Come get it. Oh, okay. Well, since you put it that way. Hell yeah! You got a free bowl. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you get a free bowl, but you know you're gonna you know you're gonna spend money. You're gonna eat. You're gonna shop. You're gonna play games and shit. And they know that as soon as you get in the door. Yeah, that's true. So that's yeah. why they like want you in the door. Miracle, fuck yeah! <laughs> Was that an intermission? Our musical intermission? It's not July Fourth anymore. Nah, she's just doing Aww. some Team America World Police and shit. It's a good movie. No, by the time movie. this comes out, it'll be Labor Day. It'll be like twenty twenty seven. Athena is is uh, so mad at me because. I'm not putting the episodes up as fast as we're recording them. Like this one will probably go up in you know a couple of weeks, and then she's so like so so disturbed by it. Guys, if you're listening to this now, uh, tell me in the future it's okay. It's okay. I, I was still amused. We were still amused. <laughs> Danny yeah, Bazongas, you are a uh, you're a comedian in Connecticut. Um, how long have you been doing comedy? Um, since. Uh, I want to say 1989 was when I kind of first started doing that. 19, oh, I was 20 years old, and I, w- I had a van. I had my mom's van. So oh, nice. all my friends who had bands said, hey, can you lug our shit to gigs, and will you tell jokes while we're setting up? Wow. Nice. That's how like, a lot of comics usually that's got cool. their start. And, that, and that's a much harder audience to win over. Then uh-huh. just like 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 if you go do a mic at a bar and just start telling people, hey, shut the fuck up. Yeah, There's live comedy tonight. <laughs> the hardest part, the hardest comedy audience to win over is a comedy that didn't want an audience that didn't want comedy. Well, not only that, but a, a heavy metal uh, audience that was yeah. just there to get drunk and, and listen to heavy metal. Right. So like my, my first time I did it, I was it was in um, Hollywood, the uh, the Roxy, the Roxy Theater in on Sunset. Oh, nice. What? Really? Yeah, wow. that was the first time. My friend's band, he had a band called Eroxic. And he <laughs> said, okay, go on up there and tell some jokes while we're setting up on stage here. 
So like most of the people are walking outside to smoke or whatever. And then, you know, some of the people are out drinking. And then I come out and just start, you know, starting my routine and everything. People are like, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> so, so then the sound guy thought it'd be cute to throw the, um, you know, the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks voice on me and shit. Oh, wow. So I'm sitting there like getting pissed off with the, with the Chipmunk voice at this guy for like fucking with my, with my set. And, and it's just me ripping into this guy as Alvin and it, it just the more the matter I got the more hilarious it got but it's like no I'm not supposed to be the joke you are fuck so I was like oh man. <laughs> how like I but I got everybody rolling man so it's well, like that's there you good. Go. I love that hell yeah that's crazy though 20 years old in Hollywood in front of a metal audience what a rad gig yeah. that is a really rad gig I guess if yeah. you can uh if you can get over there you can get over anywhere Right, and then uh, I guess my first official open mic was '91. I had, actually have a flyer for it somewhere. What? I found the. I'm not on the flyer, but the band who I was transporting the gear for, they went on there and they're like, <laughs> hey, you know, "We'll give you a spot." Nice. And I remember uh, nearby was was a famous celebrity. It was in San Pedro. I don't know if you're familiar with the area. A little bit. San Pedro, California, um, the home of. Al Lewis, a.k.a. Grandpa from uh, the Munsters. RVD lives there, too. Yeah. As far so, as uh, yeah, so he showed up at the show. He was, like, watching all the acts. He was having a good time. That is fucking cool. That is incredible. And then, so before this all happened, before you got the van, before you got the beer, um, did you want to do comedy, or did it just, like, kind of happen because they let you do jokes? Uh, it kind of happened because they just... Uh, well, like the class clown, we all got that one person that's got to like fuck with everybody. Why? <laughs> why you're supposed to be quiet? Because that's when your best your best jokes come out. Is <laughs> disrupting classes. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't really understand what disrupting a class meant. I just you know saw it as an opportunity to fucking make everybody crack up. And you know, and when you're in elementary school, just any kind of fart noise will do it. Real fake yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, it still works. You'll get a whole now. class of yeah. Ew! <laughs> and then you just bask in the glory of what you've done. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh, did you have like material written out, or you just wing it the first time? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I I had some material. I don't remember what it was though. I don't remember like the first time. I don't remember what it was. I know I did a few jokes. Like in '91, I was. Uh, Making jokes about wow, this Clinton person. I don't, I don't think we'll ever hear from them again. <laughs> no. Or, hey man, no, no, no. It was it was nineteen ninety one. So hey, this Clinton guy, he's really sm- cool. He smokes pot. He plays saxophone. I like him. <laughs> it's just like all he needed to do was win the election. Man was just play saxophone on our senior hall show. <laughs> and everybody's like, dude, you're so cool. <laughs> Oh my God! He yeah, used to, well, he, used to, he used a phrase that was brand new at the time: pro-choice, because he didn't want to like he 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 totally brought that out there into the oh, into wow. the uh, the uh, the choice of fear. Is that what you call it? Choice of fear? Yeah, I guess that's cool though. Yeah. So the term I don't know if the term was ever used before that. Mm. Interesting. Kind of deep. Yes. So early, so in 88, 91, the early nineties. You're so you're in LA. Did you grow up in LA? Yes, uh, Hawthorne, California, uh, oh, 20 wow. minutes from Hollywood, uh, 
10 minutes from Compton and five minutes from El Segundo. Wow. That's so crazy. I my wallet many times. <laughs> um, what was the comedy scene like? Because when I hear like, you know, older famous comics they talk about the early 90s it seems like there wasn't a lot of comics around so people were like kind of getting noticed and stuff that's where a lot of people kind of got their breaks uh what was the early 90s like in the la uh, hawthorne lagunda area else lagunda that's what um I mean. but everything everything was like happening in la and hollywood santa monica all these big big places uh santa monica had the had the improv there and uh so they'd be having open mics a lot and you'd see a lot of people. I mean, you see Robin Williams show up there sometimes. Oh, and um, but actually the closest place to me was the Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. Oh, that wow. Is like, Comedy uh, Magic Club? That's crazy. Yeah, Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach is really famous. Um, sorry. Uh, You're good. Like Jay Leno really got to start there. And a lot of times Jay Leno, he just is a writing machine. A lot of people don't realize that. Like for what he had to do, of course, he had to have writers to write, you know, topical things for his show. But he wrote so right. many jokes all the time that he just had so much material that he would just show up at the club. And of course, if Jay Leno shows up, you're like, oh, you're up next, Jay. Yeah. So, so Jay would come up and he'd just do like a 20 minute bit he was working on. That game. It was so cool. That is so wow. Cool. That's incredible. Did you so ever like see any other people that you thought were cool, but then they went on to become famous? Um. I don't, I don't recall. It was a long time ago. Well, I'm sure you lost a lot of brain cells between now and then. <laughs> that doesn't sound you know, like a nice like thing so to weird. say. <laughs> no, that means that you do some good drugs. Oh, that also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and so many, so many concussions behind the plate. <laughs> that too. That Dang. too. Yeah. But I remember one time. Uh, I don't know if you know the person. If you ever watched Sanford and Son. Uh, yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, there was a, he had this, this guy Grady come over, um, an actor named Will, Whitman Mayo. He was also stand-up comic. He would come to the Santa Monica Improv a lot during open night, open mic nights. Oh wow! And he was he was really an inspirational guy because even if you if you had a bad set, he'd come talk to you about it. If you had a great set, he'd come talk to you about it. Yeah. But he would just talk to you like you just you know you you equals. Well, I you think know, he although he's the... an established actor and, and you know yeah. well known for, but he That's none good. of that he, that just none of that applied to him, you know. Yeah, yeah, I do like it when people do that. Like established established people when they can take the time to like give other people feedback or lift people up a little bit. I do think that's really awesome where they kind of don't forget where they came from. Some people do. Yeah, he just always wanted to hear how you were doing. If you did bad, did good. Let me tell me how you did. Why? Why? You know, it's like. Yeah, so he got you talking about it because usually, you know, if you screw up a set, you just get pissed and then you, you quit comedy for seven years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did you ever make it to the comedy store? No, no, no not in those um, days. Well, but see, like the thing was when I say I started in '89, I haven't done it consecutively since '89. So yeah, I got that whole get pissed and quit comedy for seven years happened quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it happened more than once. <laughs> it happened more than once because each time. <laughs> I came back and like, oh, well, and then I would blame everybody else for not getting my jokes. 
You know, mm. you're stupid for not getting my jokes. I'm going to quit doing this because you people aren't ready for me yet. <laughs> Before your time is on. Right. But, you know, it took me a lot of growing, a lot of maturing to realize that I got to be responsible for making people laugh. I can't blame them for not getting my jokes. Yeah. So it, it's hard. It's a hard thing for a lot of comedians to do is to take responsibility for their jokes because it's very true. easy just to flip script and be pissed at people for not laughing. Right. I do agree. I do see that a lot where people are kind of blaming the audience for not laughing. Yeah. Or well, they try to justify by this new material. But you know, you're a comedian, you didn't make me laugh. You're like a plumber that can't fix a toilet. I mean, why are you a plumber if you can't fix a fucking toilet? Yeah, I can kind of fix a toilet. It's still fucking clog. I can jiggle the handle and see if that works. <laughs> yeah. Wow, nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So um, so how long did you do comedy in this first the first stint? Uh you got mad and took then, your ball went I, home. Uh yeah, so 1992, 93, I got married the first time I was married. No, no, I'm, I met my first wife in 93, and we got married in 96. Wow. So I, that was my whole uh, not doing anything fun ever, ever, because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> For three years, till I said, I'm not a piece of shit, and we got divorced. You're like, new millennium. Here, here. New millennium, yeah. new me. Yeah, exactly. 1999. And then I traveled all around. I was I moved in with my dad. He was living in Iowa at the time. Did you say Ireland? I was in Iowa. Oh, these oh, in Iowa. Was, I was like, wow. That's sorry, exciting. I was like, Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, so yeah. Iowa is not as exciting as Ireland. I'm sorry. Yeah, so yeah, I was um <laughs> so yeah, did you so leave think, California because of your divorce? Yeah, so um, I actually traveled all over the country for afterwards a couple of years. Yeah, I wanted to get as far away from California as I could. Well, oh. you succeeded. I'm like California, you can have her. No, come see us. <laughs> because of one awful <laughs> person. Damn and, now, and now look what happened to California since. Yeah. Dang. I'm sorry look, ahead of time. Look what happened in Connecticut since. You guys had Paul Kilmer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe your, your California is good luck. Yeah, and then you brought it to Connecticut. Hell yeah! Right. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, so uh, did you do comedy when you were in Iowa at all, or you just kind of just kind of drifted Not still a little? Really, you know, sorry I, about the Bob motorcycle. Sorry about motorcycle. It's weird. Had I known the people then that I know now in that area, I could have totally done more bit more comedy out there. Right. Hell yeah. Those people weren't even uh, there. Know, they, they would all they would have all been nine years old. So I don't yeah, I was saying they weren't even there. <laughs> You know, little Brian Barbecue, eight years old, you know, like, hey, right hey, someday when you live in Nebraska, give me a shout out, bro. Yeah, yeah. So you like, I, I was out there. What are you talking about? Yeah. Wow. So uh, what did you do? You just kind of drifted for a few more years or what? Yeah. And then, you know, I, I started, you know, meeting people online. They say, hey, why don't you come, you know, hang out here? You know, so I go hang out there. And then they, you know, swing a knife at me. I'm like, I can't hang out here anymore. I'm going to hang out over here. <laughs> Nice. That's usually a pretty good sign when it's time to leave. True. Yeah. You no, win, I, win, I understand win, that. You get a knife like swung at you. Oh. Holy yeah. crap. I don't think if that happens, you have to read between the lines too much. No, there's uh no hidden hidden agendas in there. They're, no, there's pretty out in the open. There's pretty pretty honest. Pretty honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I'm sorry to hear that. I'm Holy glad. crap. I'm glad that well, I, I was trying here. to like make that sound a little bit cuter than, than you can't possibly make it. 
Like, how do you make it? Oh, they got the knife stuck at me. It's like, no, there's no fucking making that cute. Oh my gosh. We tried to we tried to lighten it up a little. We did. It was I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it worked. I don't know either. I don't know either. But uh well, that's pretty that's pretty scary and traumatizing. Um yeah, so, so I had some pretty crazy experiences, but I had met some friends online all over the country and I was going to visit as many as I could. And then um a friend of mine from Connecticut said, you know what, you're having a bad time. Why don't you just come out and stay here for a little bit? We'll see how that happens. And then I married her seven months later. Oh, oh I, I met her uh, 96. No, 06, 06. Okay, congratulations. And we, when we got married January 1st, 07. Nice. Aww. That's pretty awesome. I like that. She's thing. put up with my shit for 15 years, man. She's amazing. Just for that alone. <laughs> Good. See, it's always, it's you know, it's, Sometimes it's good to get out of the bad because the other person that's out there for you is out there somewhere, you know? Yeah, don't so, discredit yourself. You're, you're a good catch, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of... You to um, be with a good catch. If you, you were... Look, look at this way, Bazongas. If you were a fish, I wouldn't throw you back because you're pretty meaty. Because <laughs> you'd be hard to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. <laughs> oh, man. I wouldn't throw you back. I, I, I kind of rolled it back a little That's not what I meant. Kick it gently yeah, into the um, water. Gently. I'm going to just roll, roll you off the edge. Just roll you off. <laughs> okay. and that's what, you know, was able to get me back into comedy again with somebody, having somebody, you know, supportive of what I wanted to do. Yeah. Versus, like, the last wife who was supportive of nothing oh man that's because, definitely a, uh, definitely a change of pace well she had the impression that i was going to be a pastor and she wanted to be a pastor's <laughs> wife and it was like whoa where did this whoa, hey whoa 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 i mean i'll go to church and shit but pastor <laughs> she oh, probably man. saw you, she probably saw you practicing your stand-up and she's like well, he's a preacher yeah. Well, she what? Well, she says it. Well, Sam Kinison did it. Don't compare me to Sam. It's not the same thing, man. Wow, what a trip. Sam Kinison is funny, but he's my one of my least favorite because of all the screaming. Well, yeah, and then you know because I could talk in front of people. She, you know, the church I was going to at the time was this this uh, uh, missionary alliance thing where they wanted you to basically become a pastor of your own church they just launch you out because oh, the Holy wow. Spirit is all you need right and I'm like no I kind of want to go to Bible college for a little bit so I kind of know how to run an actual church no you don't need that we're just going to launch you out there and oh my god it's you like everything it's like church franchise Dang. yeah exactly it, it, wow. it's, 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 it's church MLM or, or what is that direct marketing <laughs> now they call it now. Like, you get a church and you get a church. <laughs> yeah they wanted to send me out to Denver to start a church out there <laughs> I said, I'm like, well, I don't know how to run a church. Ah, you don't need to know how to run a church. Just get out there and do your thing. Oh, my God. That reminds so me. So they discouraged going to Bible college to learn how to run a church. Wow. <laughs> so that, so I never pursued this. And so my first wife was, like, not happy about that because she wanted, I don't know, she wanted to be the pastor's wife or some shit. Wow. Well, some people have their dreams, you know. You're supposed to right. Be so, so I'm going back from that to now where I have have you know a very supportive person be, you know my wife's been very supportive of everything of me what did you decide to uh to, to kind of dabble back into the comedy and start hitting the scene again and get back into open mics? yeah what stimulated that what uh, was the that gland? inspiration oh. <laughs> well there was a place in new haven connecticut 
um, Joker's Wild. The Joker's Wild Club, they had open mics on Tuesday nights. And so in 2009, I was much younger than I am now. I think we all were. And it was weird because I could work a full day shift and I was also a Little League umpire. So I would go like umpire Little League game and then go take a shower and then go do a set 20 minutes away from there. No, it was more like 45 minutes from here in New Haven. And I had the energy to do all this and then get up and do it again the next day. I don't know how I'm like, we we are struggling with the same problem it's like we used to even just 2019 we used to just go to all these mics every day every day two mics three mics go to san francisco go, go to this mic go to that mic right. go over here go over there and like now it's like do you want to go to a mic 20 minutes away oh i'm tired it's like let me take a nap first <laughs> i need a rock star uh, I, got, I got mics like literally across the bridge from here five minutes and it's like ah i gotta put pants on <laughs> so i like zoom comedy you don't even need pants hell yeah you don't i hope I you're wearing pants too. though I hope you're well, wearing it's pants. Shorts, it's, it's summer. It's okay, well, that's fine. You're not then. supposed to wear shorts on Zoom. Yeah, you're not supposed to wear shorts on stage. That's what they said. This is a virtual stage. Oh. I'm just kidding. I mean, I mean that's what I Okay, heard. anyways, so uh, you started dabbling, you started going Little League and then dabbling it back into comedy. Was was 2009? Yeah, um, yeah, 2009, 2010, I started doing, hanging out there. I met... Um, yeah, so that's like what Brian, he was Brian Bargainer then, but Brian Barbecue, we, I met him then. He so you've just, known Brian Barbecue since like 09-ish? I want to say 010. It's 010. <laughs> 10 or, <laughs> I love saying 010. I forget the exact year it was, but it was around that time. I love he was just, yeah, He was just starting. And uh, a lot of the other people we saw were just starting. But it's like Brian and I didn't really hang out till like the last two years. So he was doing, right. we just never really talked much after we met. So it wasn't until like the last couple of years we started hanging out. And then he moves to Nebraska. That little guy. No, I, I, I love Brian. Man. He's, I miss him sometimes. I love him. Yeah, Brian's cool, dude. I, I wish uh, we can hang out with him in person someday. Same. And you same too. with you. And you too. And Paul. Oh my God. And Paul. I know I'm favoring all the Connecticut people, but Patrick McKinstry, you know, all those people. Won't hang out. I'm going to go to Connecticut. But yeah, oh, so and then when the um, it was actually the Zoom comedy thing that started up. I saw Brian like doing that. I'm like, let me check it out. Man. So then you know Brian, I started talking again, and then uh, we were playing a, a, a joke boat on on uh, yeah Zoom. Jackbox. Yeah, we're playing joke boat, and uh, somebody had wrote the word bazongas in in the jokes. It, in fact, uh, I want to say it was Brianna Woodward. Oh, nice. She wrote, she wrote bazongas, and the way she said bazongas, I just said like bazongas, Danny bazongas. Like, oh fuck! <laughs> oh, that's when you got bazongas. That's where I got Danny bazongas from. Oh, Danny. oh wow! At the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, in fact, she actually made the, <laughs> the, the uh, logo as well. I nice. love it. Yeah, Dude, I like her work it too. Amazing. Her work is amazing. She's really good. Um, I love, love, love Paul's new little logo with the question mark for the P. Yeah. I love Paul's that. had some good ones over the times. He has Hell had yeah. some really good ones, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, have, I have two Paul Kilmer shirts. So I'm just saying. But, but how many Danny Bazonga shirts? Oh, well, I have one. But if I cut it in half, it'll be two also. I covet oh, that yeah. shirt. I covet <laughs> that shirt. Did you know how soft that shirt is? 
It is the yeah. softest shirt ever. I, I don't think we have any other shirts in this house that are as soft as that Danny Bazongas shirt. So you started doing Bazongas on Zoom first, like before you were ever Bazongas in person? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that's so, so crazy. I met you. Born. I met you as Bazongas and I thought yes, you were always did. Bazongas. Yes, you did. Um, so like right. uh, March was actually a one year. So it's like a one year anniversary of Congrats. Danny Bazongas. Wow, hell I yeah. And I just thought it was so funny to put this logo on every damn thing I could. I love it. I love it. Like, I, like I, want it it on a mug, I want it on a hat. I want the colors are so good. It. The font is great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it really and, is. And like, uh, it's like, it's, it on condoms, it's like but old school baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be a dope ass team name. The bizarre. Well, Fuck yeah. From where would they be from? Port Haven? <laughs> Is that a place or did I make that up? I think you made that up. Isn't that Port Haven in Connecticut? In Port Haven? Yeah. New Haven. Oh, that's New Haven. New Haven's in Connecticut. That's right, man. You're mixing Portland? Maybe Port Charles from General Hospital. Maybe a Port oh, Portland, Charles. yeah. Portland. Portland. <laughs> Portland, yes. Portland, Connecticut. So, um, so what have you? You just kind of like adopted the name and just kind of ran with it? Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. What about not with that attitude? Yeah, where'd you that get that was just, that, that actually has a lot of history. Because uh, at first I kind of, it was supposed to be the new, that's what she said. But, you know, people like, you know, get really angry and feel that's a misogynistic thing to say. So yeah. it loses the humor when it, when it upsets the person being said to so but not with that attitude it's not like uh it's much more even level yeah because that's what she said is a very sexual connotation it is. like that's and what it's a meant for you know yeah some people laugh at some but some people it's, have a you know, it's, it's, it's got its, it's moments it depends on the situation i'm burnt out on it but not, well, there you go. that's another it. thing it's like, oh, oh yeah her daughter says it like every other for like word. a whole freaking year she was saying that's what she said after everything and i was just like you're like shut up don't give a, me strength that's what she says <laughs> see, that, that's originally what it was and then when, you, oh, no. when, when you say that's what she said you say not with that attitude Can you hear that? that's, you that, hear that's that another sound? good reason i come up with that with the hey, other it, one was to come out come back to uh, i always got annoyed with the phrase it is what it is is what it is. Yeah, it just sounds very. That's, yeah, it is what it is. It's kind of like, it's, it's kind like, of just uh, like it does, doesn't mean it anything. Grumpy. It doesn't mean. Well, anything. that's what I mean. It's like when I hear it, it is what it is. I think not with that attitude. Don't settle for what is. Settle yeah. for what now you with, make. Now with that attitude is yeah. It's it's not really that aggressive. Don't, as that's no, what don't she settle said. for what is. It's it, not it sexual. Is is. I can't do anything about it. Well, fuck that. Do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> that attitude. And that's when you're with that attitude. Yeah. I've always wondered what that attitude is. What is that attitude? The attitude to have. You got to read the room. Mm. Well, it's to read the room and to, 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 to bring them all together in one big loving embrace. Don't we, don't we all kind of do that in our own way? I think so. Yeah. Sure. I mean, your jokes are intimate sometimes. They are. <laughs> sometimes. And sometimes oddly inside jokes. <laughs> I don't know if you have that within your like like group where you have like this inside joke and everybody is in on it except for the audience. <laughs> what audience? What are you 
They're around somewhere. Oh, anyway, Bazongas. Not with that attitude. Why did you say Bazongas and look at me though? Because I don't know, you're weird. Um so so post-pandemic, right? You've been doing a lot more comedy probably than you used to, even. Uh, what's that been like for you? Post-pandemic, I've only been able to get two or three. Well, I got a few shows because Brian, uh, Brian and Hammond, Brian, whenever they would put on a show anywhere, if you showed up, they put you on. They found a way to get you on. Yeah, that's cool. So I was able to do a lot of shows through them. Not any special. Not I was booked for some of them. But like I said, you know, just just show up. And get a guest spot, yeah. And him and Brian will put you on. And they're, they're still like that now. I love it. You're in Nebraska. You hear that, Nebraska sure. comics? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, they're crushing it out there. Man. Oh, you they, oh my goodness, they are. I love yeah. when they play the videos and stuff of their other sets. I, I really enjoy I really enjoy them. Or their morning videos yeah. where they're opening up the <laughs> bar. <laughs> I hate to say, I hate to say uh, Nebraska doesn't deserve them. <laughs> they should be like, in a oh, way, they, they know that. And make a lot more money. For comedy but anyway that's cool um so yeah you're i just saw that you're on like some show in july and you've been doing some other shows so you're getting out there yeah it's just i can i can do a good five minute set but after that i, I kind of have to look at something to <laughs> remind me what to keep going and i know a lot of bookers would say that that's really unprofessional and i just can't help it at this point yeah because i'm not used to doing more than five minute sets because of zoom because <laughs> we get five minutes on yeah zoom. I mean, some some will give you ten. Yeah, they're I mean, doing they're doing ten. Out, I how, even how saw many, fifteen for some right, for many, a few, just a little bit. But how many five minute sets do I have? There right. you go. <laughs> yeah, the longest I ever did on Zoom was twenty minutes, and uh, the reason why I felt so confident was because one, I have a timer on the screen, <laughs> and two, I have a set list on the screen. <laughs> you know, you don't have that in person in real life. No. I definitely got I, mean, I know a lot that. of people like look at their phones and stuff, but I, I even know like uh guys that must do like you know hour like like Gabriel Iglesias fluffy he's gotta have some kind of monitor looking at him, but he claims he doesn't. He's just like one of them savants that can remember like two hours of materials and just run. man. I have seen working at the comedy club, I have seen comics go up there. And just do an hour, an hour and a half, and not even like skip a beat. And then they'll do like you know, five shows on a weekend and it's all pretty similar sets. So they're all the jokes that they wrote. Um, and they're just, they're so incredible. I don't know how they do it, you know, up there watching, you know, Angela Johnson and she's just all these really funny jokes uh, and, and they're just like about her life, but they're really funny. You know, um, just all these other people, these comics is up there just an hour, hour and a half. Just they I don't know how they remember it all. I, I, I love Angela Johnson, man. She's awesome. Yeah, she's incredible. Uh, can I deviate from the conversation real quick? Wait, who are you? I no, I, I would like to deviate. Are you beeping? That's not me. Do you hear that beeping sound? We closed the door. No. Because there's good. a place behind us that the alarm is going off. Anyway, and okay, I'm going to deviate from the conversation that we were just previously having, uh, having about the comedy. And kind of, I really want to touch base with commending you on your cosplay of barf from oh, wow, Spaceballs. Yeah. I love when you go to those conventions and you upload all those cool ass pictures and all the celebrities because like these are like people from my childhood and from yes. like our you yeah. know previous existence as, as teenagers that yeah. you're uploading these pictures and it's like 
dang like full house cast members yeah like, like the yeah, 90s yeah. con recently that was super fun that that was awesome like we live through you through people like you who go to those things <laughs> and post the pictures and and tell the story <coughs> yeah they're, they, they all got a story that's the, the amazing part about them they just yeah in fact um brian has actually talked me into um writing a book about all my celebrity encounters Oh wow! That would be rad. That is incredible. Do you want to give us a fun celebrity encounter? Yeah, I was just gonna ask. Oh, got so many of them. Uh, It's it's funny as you were just talking about Candace Cameron. She she was um she was at the '90s convention. That was that was recently. Oh nice. And um, it, it would appear she has this no touching dudes policy. Like when she takes a picture with you, she'll like lean in. And take a picture with you with a smile, but if you're a girl, she'll put her arm around you. Oh wow! For a picture. Now, I that could just be her personal thing. I don't know, right. and it just it is what it is, right? Not with that attitude. And the funny thing is about that is, is it makes me think about that because she's married to a, a NHL hockey player, Pavel Pavel Bure. And, you know, maybe he's, like, super jealous and shit. And, and anytime <laughs> a guy puts his arm around her, he just checks him into the wall. <laughs> yeah, also, though. I'm sure that's not the case at all, but I just kind of think about that. It's like, as, she's, like, <laughs> she's protecting guys from getting cracked in the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, as a wrestling fan, you've seen these pictures with these dudes acting all creepy, putting their arms around them, you know, hugging them, touching them. Like, yeah. she's probably had a million creepy encounters with male fans and she's oh, probably over it yeah you know and that's one thing about comic cons i'd like to you know i, I kind of take pride in myself is people know how to act right yeah i'm not gonna say it doesn't happen but it happens it's very just, rarely it's people in general um i feel like sometimes like you like places people will have more respect than other places you know like like comic con right you pay right. a pretty high ticket to get in there you're not going to go in there and act like an idiot and get kicked out. I mean, well, some people are, I guess. Well, sometimes I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you barf on the way sometimes out? Sometimes I can't oh, help dang. it. No, no, sometimes I, I want to try and uh, like, ask a question that I think is hilarious, but is really not. And they get really <laughs> mad at me. Oh, wow. Uh, I, was just, I think I was just talking about this the other night. Michael Rooker, um, uh, Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Yeah. He was also Merle in uh, Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah, yep. Anyway, I, like um, I was in Salt Lake City at Salt Lake, or Salt X, they have to call it. Yeah, Salt X, they call it that. Wow. So I was um, going to go get a massage, go to the spa, do the whole package. Yeah. I go into the locker room to change, and he's in there getting his clothes on. Michael Rooker's sitting there getting his clothes on, and I said, Say, would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? Oh, dear. You know, because that, that's a line from... Uh, Morris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he laughed so hard. He goes, Oh my God, I love that movie. Yeah. And then we had a, an attendant in the room with us. And, and I'm like, Hey, man, do you know who this guy is? And he's like, No, I'm from Russia. <laughs> and, and, course, and then so uh, uh, Michael's like, Well, damn, boy, you got my movies in Russia. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like trying to act like he doesn't know who he is. Oh, I only watch martial arts movies in Russia. Oh my! What? 
I don't know where he's trying to gear up like he didn't know the guy. <laughs> well, that guy wasn't trying to get a tip. I, I was <laughs> at the same time I was getting undressed and getting into my robe while he's getting dressed. I'm like, nobody's gonna fucking believe this. Nobody. So when I met him at the Comic Con the next day to get to have him sign my autograph, I said, um, "Hey, man, I was you know with you in the uh, changing room." At, at, at the hotel, yeah, we're talking about it. I did my rats. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, and I go, wow, man, you know, that's going to be a really hard thing to explain. Um, would you write, it was nice getting naked with you on my picture? And this guy fucking lost it, man. He got so pissed. Oh, He's like, I'm not writing that. He's just like, just foaming at the mouth, just breathing heavy, getting pissed. And he's like, I'm like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, dude. dude I know you weren't going to write that. But I just want to, you know, see your, your reaction to me asking you that. Because wow. you were so cool in the Glock room where it's like, ah, I love that shit. You know, figured you had a little bit of a, you know, sense of humor there. Wow. Whoa, so, yeah, that's a just, plot twist, man. Yeah, it was a plot twist. I was not expecting that to you happen. Told yeah, them, yeah. You should have told them, now with that attitude. <laughs> he grabbed my picture and wrote, get lost, dog, because I was dressed as Barf. <gasps> he wrote that, get he lost, dog? Get lost, he wrote, dog. get lost, dog, on my picture. Oh. That's funny. That's hilarious. He probably deserved it, though. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he, he. Oh man! But the other one was was Meatloaf. Oh, oh wow! When I met Meatloaf, and uh, and and I kind of regret doing this now, but because I, I didn't know at, at the time, this is like something you don't talk about with him. And like I kind of jokingly said, you know, hey, um, you know, my mom told me you might be my dad. <laughs> he's like what when were you born uh, you know 1969 where in california i was in new haven that year there's no fucking prayer i'm your father and he's just bulging out and screaming <laughs> and shit everybody in the arena is turning looking what the fuck is he yelling about and then he catches the breath he's like look, look man i I, I, I seriously doubt I'm your father. I'm sorry your mother told you that. Why would she tell you that? I'm like, well, she drank a lot. Oh, okay. Then. <laughs> but I'm trying to get to the point where I, I know you're not my dad, dude. I know you're not. I met him. It's really, I know you're not. I just wanted to see what you'd do if I said that. She's like, oh, actually, I knew she actually meant the meatloaf that was on the oven. <laughs> on the stove. The meatloaf. Dang. That's my <laughs> meatloaf the singer. That's so crazy. That is crazy though. No, but I feel bad because later on I found out that he's actually had people legitimately try and come at him like that. Yeah, I oh, bet. I bet. Which is like and lawsuits and, and, and legal stuff. And a lot of people a huge pain in the meat, butt. Meatloaf was was a very celibate rock star as far as living that life. He was with one woman only. And and then when that happened, every time he's got to defend himself to her, yeah. to his wife and shit. I felt, you know, I felt really bad after doing that. You I know, would totally was able get to, a vasectomy you know, if I was a. We dude. got to meet him again. I apologize for doing that. You, you didn't remember. Well, he but. probably listens. You could just tell him now. Be like, sorry, meatloaf. Yeah, it so, was I. Meatloaf probably wouldn't like me uh, because instead of ketchup, I put barbecue sauce on my meatloaf. What's wrong with that? I was just that's not <laughs> exactly. What, that's not what exactly. you're supposed to do. Thank you. So you can't put barbecue sauce on meatloaf? No, no. I'm saying I do do that. That's what I do. Yeah, do but do you can't that. put ketchup. I do on do it. that. I do oh do all goodness. over that. That's weird because like ketchup is like good for like meat like that, but if it's in a hot dog bun, it, you can't do it. I, I don't know why. Watch this. Watch this. Now with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dang. Do you have any crazy stuff? Did anything like super crazy ever happen at these uh, festivals or whatever they're called? What are you talking Other about? Than meat three crazy things the already. No, but I mean like with the people. Uh, oh yeah, fans. Yeah, did like any like fights break out or anything like that? You know, you you think that would be a case, but that's more of a sports car convention. Where <laughs> 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 the uh, alpha jock males are drinking too much and you know want to get a want to get a picture with Tom Brady and shit. So that 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 goes on, but really, there's no really crazy fights. Um, as far as people losing their shit, David Tennant, um, <gasps> the Doctor Who, the eleventh or twelfth Doctor. I'm I'm sorry, I I don't remember it's which the tenth. The tenth, okay. I'm sorry. I'm okay. On, I know the thirteenth is, but but yeah, David Tennant. Whenever he'd show up, people would start losing their shit and run into where he was at. Yeah. David Tennant. Um, the kids from Stranger Things were big, really big for a while. And then it's, I guess, they just kind of oversaturated everybody. So everybody now has their autograph, and everybody's met them to where nobody, you know, comes to meet them anymore. I would. I just started uh, watching Stranger Things like two weeks ago or some shit and I finished it and I'm like, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm obsessed. <laughs> oh. oh, Sam, I, got, I don't know if you saw the picture, but when I met Sergeant Slaughter and he went to take a picture and he threw the, the Cobra clutch on me. Oh, nice. And I'm like, and I'm laughing because this 68 year old man has a hold on me that fucking hurts. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, you know, six foot 50, you know, he's that much bigger than me. And I'm just like, I can't do shit. <laughs> I'm locked in here. This is a legit hold. Is he like super big? Yeah. and wow. But just the nicest guy, a really quiet guy. It's, it's really, it's, it's so opposite. Most wrestlers are. Yeah. He's quite chill. Like Kevin Nash, one of those quiet, chill guys. But that, that guy commands presence every time he comes to the room because he's so... <laughs> like you ever see him and Triple H try and walk through a door together? They can't. <laughs> too much shoulders there. <laughs> like one would have to walk in front of the other. They have to turn sideways. Have you been to any WrestleManias? Oh, it was funny. I actually talked to Sam about this. I went to the WrestleMania four um, at Cal Palace in San Francisco, <gasps> but it was a, a closed circuit TV, so we all went to the arena to watch a screen. Of WrestleMania Aww. 4. Because it wasn't available like on homes yet. Yeah, there was no uh, uh, pay-per-view thing then. So that's so how you we, had to watch it. So we paid 20 bucks to go sit in the Cow Palace and watch <laughs> it on a TV. Yep. Holy wow. I've never done that. I've never done that. But yeah, that's what they did. In fact, WrestleMania 3, I believe it was, was in three different locations. And the people that were at the other locations that weren't being on TV at the moment were watching it on a screen. Whoa. They did like a third of WrestleMania at this one, a third of WrestleMania at that one, and a third of WrestleMania at this one. Bro, that's crazy. it was like New York, Chicago, California, or something like that. But yeah, as far as any of the other big ones, no, I've been to uh, shows when they come to Hartford or, or to um, New Haven or wherever. Oh, nice. Or, How long have you been? Bridgeport. How long have you been in Connecticut? Oh, since like 06, you said, right? Since yeah, 2006. Okay, I was, I was even in the ECW shows, but they were long gone by then. No, um, it was we actually. My wife and I are both into wrestling together, and oh, that's cool. Right on. The more fun I have with the wrestling is how mad she gets at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I get so mad. Sam know. knows. I oh get my mad. god, he should be I mark out that so bad. Ring. I hate it. Yeah, she Breath, does. Wake up, god damn it! Do you see what he's doing? 
He sad. had no business hitting him with that umbrella. He should be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. But yeah, I get into the storylines too. Nice. Oh, you know what we've been getting like hella into lately? I don't know if Sam told you this. It's like this YouTube channel where they just put like themed rumbles, theme Royal Rumbles. And it'll be like all villain characters that are like uh, created characters. Well, you didn't say the most important part. <gasps> what was it? It's on WWE 2K22. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the most important. Otherwise, it sounds like a real thing. Well, all right. <laughs> but it was weird because even though the events I, I've been to, I haven't met. The only wrestlers I met were at the Comic-Cons. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah I haven't met many wrestlers at actually wrestling shows. I've met more like at conventions and things like that. And you know, Ric Flair won't woo unless you pay him, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah? Did you try to woo? If you're walking down the hall and you go, woo, he won't do it back. Yeah, I bet not. Really? Well, his hearing aid was turned I thought down. he did one week. He'll do it like if you, if you pay him. Yeah. Oh. Plus, we saw him a lot. You're talking like I, you know, I, I can't say that. You know, he was, just, he was walking down the hall. I wooed at him. He didn't move back, but that doesn't mean shit. Nice. It doesn't well, mean like there's an interior motive that he just doesn't do it. He could have been busy. He could have been sad. He could have been lost. He could have been talking to somebody about something really important. Like, hey, my next wife better be this wide and this high. Woo! Okay. <laughs> and then he sees you going, woo! And he's over there going, not with that attitude. Oh, dang. Yeah. Dang, I'm gonna get paid every time I say that. No, I think we were at that um, BTW and then in Newark, right? And yeah. He was going to the bathroom. As he was heading to the bathroom, somebody in the lobby went woo, and then he went woo as he went into the dressing area. Nice. Well, so he was maybe a- if you don't do it directly at him, you know, like behind his back, maybe. Behind his back. <laughs> And I remember I, I met Bailey during, oh, during nice. the time when she, when she was the hugger, right? Yeah. So she was at New York Comic Con, and uh, her and uh, Sasha Banks were on tables next to each other. And I'm like, I bet any minute Sasha's going to come up and put Bailey through that table. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like they're, they're off duty. They're not here to put people through fucking tables and shit. Oh, hugger Bailey is my favorite Bailey. Right, but then yeah. and then when I got up there and uh, I I had her sign my picture, I said, I'm like, can I get a hug with that? And she's like, sorry, dude, table's in the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, maybe later. <laughs> yeah, later. <laughs> she get those tyrannic Tyrannosaurus Rex arm things and then do the like little pat hug. No, you shouldn't. Oh well, all right. <laughs> Uh, I met um, uh, Finn Balor there too that day at New York Comic Con. He was nice. Really cool. Nice. Hell yeah. He was cool. Um, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, very cool. I would like to meet him. I feel like Diamond he's a nice really guy. Cool. Yeah, I bet DDP super cool. I'm trying to remember. Ricky Steamboat was probably one of, one of the first wrestlers I met. Hell yeah. Ricky, Ricky Steamboat's dope. Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair. Um, I I passed on missing on uh, meeting Trish Stratus, even though she was there. But I I wanted to like uh, meet a few other people. But then you know, next thing you know, she's gone. 
So it's like, yeah. you know, because you figure you go one day, but a lot of the times the celebrities don't stay all three days. Uh, uh, yeah, that's probably true, too, because they have other things to do and they probably made enough money for the weekend or, you know, whatever. But happened. yeah, then, you know, next thing you know, Trish Stratus blows up and she's all over, you know, wrestling uh, Charlotte Flair again. So then good luck getting her autograph now. That's true. She was kind of irrelevant for years. And now they kind of they kind of made it relevant again. Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, pan! I got to look at my pictures. Of what wrestlers? But yeah, Jake the Snake. I actually got him to hold up a not with that attitude sticker. Oh, nice! Yeah, hell yeah! I like that. Yeah, one year at a wrestling convention, instead of getting autographs, I asked them to give me audio of them saying my podcast name. So yeah, I want. I wanted to like, because uh, like I do the cosplay as Barf, and uh, it's funny because people like lose their shit when they see that costume. I love well, that it's costume. Super, it's super nostalgic. It was a, a great character, and it's, it's not very common. And it's John. Well, yeah, it, it's it's a joke of a joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it's, and the thing is, there's this group of Star Wars cosplayers called the Five O First. They're right. very strict in their ordinances about how your costumes are to appear. Mm-hmm. So they gotta put they put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money into their into their work, and, and it shows. The thing is that they take it a little too seriously because when I go near where they're at, people lose their shit and bar Hell in front yeah. of all these professional cosplayers. So they're giving me like the stink eye, like you're not even a real character, you're joking. <gasps> You're a joke of a joke. You're a parody know, of a parody, who, yeah. Who are they cheering for? <laughs> it's so good, though. Like, your costume is, like, yeah, great. It's, it's spot on. It really is. I love it. Spot on. No, like, yeah, spot like on his face. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs> I love it when I run into other ones. I've, I've run into, I think, four other ones. Four other you lost, dog. What other costumes do you uh, do, you do, or is that one your, your main? Um, I did... That one, um, I did a, a Avengers Endgame Thor, where he Ooh. kind of like let himself go, you know. So I got the, <laughs> gold, the beard, oh yeah, and the, and the wig, and then I got the hammer and the axe. I like it. Like, oh, yeah, she'll come and you <laughs> Sugar treat to you all. I was gonna just do a Halloween thing where I'm like Endgame Thor. That's awesome, man. I Hell love yeah. Halloween. Are you barf every year for Halloween? No, I was Thor. <laughs> Endgame Thor for Halloween, but I don't do the barf thing. Of, it's weird. I'll, I'll, I have a Batman costume that I, I wore one year. I mean, like the, the old Adam oh, West powder blue one. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I got that because I used to go um, to my aunt's house when she uh, when she was uh, when she was still with us. She we used to um, hand out pang, um, was it popcorn bags microwave popcorn bags instead of candy nice because like every kid had was allergic to something by you know the time she was passing the shit out yeah so <laughs> i would pass them out in a new costume every year so That's batman awesome. was one year and then i did uh green arrow the next year oh, oh nice. hell yeah. green arrow the next year i'm not uh, big i'm not big on dressing for halloween i never really was just I just like... had more fun handing candy or handing the bags out to the kids. And then some yeah. I was working at a, a a card shop, a sports card shop, but we sold Pokemon cards too. So I used to get you know Pokemon packs of cards. I'd hand them out to the kids and shit. Oh wow. You know your Batman that. giving you Pokemon cards? That is fucking cool. That's like, <laughs> you're, you're the uh, you're the original Pokemon Go. 
Right. But I was also, like I said, I was a Little League umpire. And then after a game, I felt the, the kids played a safe, fair, and fun game. They all got a pack of baseball cards. Oh, that's, that's so awesome. awesome. Hell yeah. Can I get some baseball Can cards? Well, what? Can I get some baseball cards? Yeah, totally. <laughs> the problem is, it's like uh, the sports card market has just like gone so crazy that they're so it's expensive that nobody can really buy them anymore. Then it's not even like, oh, I'm gonna go spend a couple bucks on a baseball card pack. No, you gotta spend fifty bucks on a baseball card. Pack. Oh, when yeah. uh, when I was a kid, yeah. I collected comic cards, like comic book characters. Those are pretty fun. Yes, the the remember that was the, the first like holographic ones. They were so cool. Yeah, those were hell yeah. You know, it was messed up. Like the first holographic, like DC ones, there was no Batman because Warner Brothers owned the rights to Batman at the time. <coughs> DC Comics oh, didn't even own their own shit. <laughs> well, I was more into Marvel cards myself. Yeah, they had some good ones, and uh, I was also a comic book collector since then. That's cool. So I have quite a large comic book collection. Nice. What's your before we get out of here? What's your most prized comic book? Yeah. Oh, it's actually it's Thor three thirty seven, the first appearance of Beta Ray Bill that actually got signed by Walt Simonson, the art the artist. Wow, Ooh. that's awesome! And How it, old is that book? Uh, it, it's yeah three thirty seven. I think that's mid eighties. Wow, that's pretty cool! Hell yeah! But it's, it's, a, signed it's by the, the first appearance of a character of a main character in, in the universe. Okay. Those are the those are the ones you go for. Like if you got a first appearance of Deadpool, it's going to be worth more than like uh, Deadpool number one. Oh, interesting! I did not know that. Yeah. I guess that makes sense yeah. though because yeah. that's but kind of origin. Some characters origin. Like, like I don't know, my, Amazing Spider-Man number one, not as worth as much as Amazing Fantasy fifteen, where he first appeared. Wow, interesting. Yeah, because those are more probably more obscure. You can't yeah. just find it under the guy's name, I guess. But yeah, that's awesome. Hey, well, thank you so much for hanging out with us, Bazongas, and yeah. talking about all this fun stuff. It was great. Um, before we go, I know we can see it on the screen, but we're more of an audio podcast. Right. So what's your social media? So I'm on Facebook, uh, Facebook, Twitter. I think I'm on Twitter. Oh, yeah, D Bazongas <laughs> at D Bazongas. I, I, I made a Twitter a while ago. I, I don't really get on there except except to watch Iron Sheik, man. Iron Sheik has the best Twitters Fucking ever. Bullshit. If you don't, if you haven't seen Iron Tweet, he'll tell you to go fuck Iron yourself tweet. in such a creative way that you'll love him for it. He's like, fuck the whole Kogan. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kogan jumped the Monday. Fuck the Bazongas. <laughs> oh, he just said fuck the Bazongas. I gotta laugh. So yeah, uh, Facebook at D Bazongas, Instagram at D Bazongas. Hell yeah! I'm gonna find you on Twitter. You better follow me back. Oh dang! I think you. I think you have a Twitter. If I think you do I'll not follow you. me back, you go fuck yourself. Dang! <laughs> I'm gonna. If you don't follow me back, I'm gonna tweet you the Iron Tweet, the Iron Chicks tweets. Fuck those who don't retweet. You can. Uh, you can find the show on uh, any social media at Hypothetical Comedy. Uh, Twitter is Hype the Comedy. Facebook is all Hypothetical Comedy, and I personally am at Funky Sam Medina. Across the board <laughs> on all social medias, you can find me at Funky Sam Medina. And I am Athena Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, I already, you guys know that. Welcome but... to the show. <laughs> this is Athena Rodriguez, everybody. Welcome. Have you been here this whole time? <laughs> I'm at Instagram and Twitter at She Shines for You. Um, remember, that's 
that's all spelled out in a very inconvenient long word. It's not a long word. It's several words Did together. You know inconvenient is an inconvenient long word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, that's true. That is very true. Try spelling that shit when you've been hitting a vape pen. It's true. Hell yeah, that's true. Oh, and Athena Rodriguez comedy on Facebook. That was so five minutes ago. I'm sorry. I I'm high. Hey, I'm still recording. I'm live. I'm still recording before she incriminates us anymore. <laughs>